the Michigan GT is coming at you. Greetings, gamers. Welcome to episode seven of the Michigan GT podcast. With me tonight is Rick. Ah, uh, me, as usual. <laughs> Just the two of us, baby. There ain't nothing wrong with that. Absolutely not. Well, we made it to episode seven, uh, season two, episode three. There we go. All right. We're season keep- two, episode three. Yeah, that we're keeping on track. Almost right? makes sense. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Getting into it. Here we are. We are late December. Or, I'm sorry, late November. Wow, man. Yeah, geez, jumping ahead. No, late November. Uh, getting ready yep. to stuff our guts oh, here. Oh, man. Are you ready for that? Uh, I, I am ready for it. Uh, but as we, you listeners are hearing this, you are now getting fully digested from the weekend. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, uh, any big plans for Thanksgiving? Uh, yeah, we're going up to my in-laws like we usually do. Awesome. So. Obviously, last year it was just at home with us. Okay. Me and the two, my my wife and the two kids. That was all it was last year. We're used to around a hundred to one hundred and twenty people for Thanksgiving. That's insane. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like a mid-year family reunion for my wife. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Holy smokes, that's an insane amount of people. Uh, yeah. So that's what you'll have this year when you go. No. Up there? Oh, okay. This year, I think we're gonna be at like thirty. Oh, keeping it small. Yeah, keeping it small. Insane. <laughs> Oh my God! I we've been doing this for I mean they were doing this far before me. Okay, and I this will be 18, 18 Thanksgivings with her family. That's wild. I, yeah. All right. Well, cool. Well, you guys have fun. Uh, we will. Um, I actually have I have a set of models and paints and stuff that I will be taking with me. Nice. Um, because everybody will pass out, and I'll go sit over at the kitchen table. Right. And so is do a little kind, hobby. Kind of in the sticks or. Uh, so it's, yeah, it's in the sticks. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's 80 acres in the middle of nowhere. Slow fi not Wi-Fi? <laughs> I think dial-up would be faster oh, there. Oh, dial-up, all right. <laughs> That's how okay. slow it is there. Very fair. Um, two and a half channels. Nice. Yep. No cable? No cable. Oh, wow. Um, I, I, could, I couldn't not do even, it. Not even accessible to them. I couldn't do it. Uh, my cell phone has no signal. Great. Awesome. Yeah. Not really. It no. sucks. Yep. <laughs> but luckily, all these programs, there's always that downloadable button. So right. I'll oh, down, yes. download a couple shows, right. a lock, book or something. Loaded, right? Yeah. When okay. it's time to go up there, I'm ready. Nice. <laughs> Are you going to do any like hunting or anything up there? Um, I didn't get pick up a license this year. Gotcha. Uh, usually, I do crossbow. Okay. So October is usually the best time for hunting right. for me. Now... With a crossbow, you can hunt both seasons, right? Bow oh, yeah. and gun, right? Yeah. Isn't that how that works? Yep. All right. Uh, so with a crossbow, you pretty much can hunt from October 1st till December 30th. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Right, if that's your thing. Yeah. Yeah. Neat. But my brother-in-law did get a deer, so I will be bringing Ooh. some venison home. All right. Very yeah. cool. Um, but yeah, that's what I got going so, on. Question. I don't know. Yeah. If you know, I don't know much about this, but so I have a new puppy. You know, yep. I got a little Rottweiler puppy, you know, a Kermit, Kermit, Kermie, as we Kermie. call him. And um, he loves bones. You know, oh, yeah. Is deer bone hard like a cow or is it softer like a chicken? It's hard. Hard. It, yeah, it's hard. Okay. Why? You want some bones? I, I'd love some bones if you can. Okay. I'll see what I can down. find. Out. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Yeah. If it's safe for a dog to, yeah, to I'll, chew on. 
I'll look and look up some stuff and yeah, that's good. Be cool. But yeah, I'd appreciate that. That's no problem at all. Kirby would really appreciate that. <laughs> I'm sure he would. So what do you got going on for Thanksgiving? Um, my folks are in town. Okay. Uh, so uh, a few years back, my my parents uh, retired down to Florida. Okay. And so way too hot. I agree. <laughs> and so this is actually their first year, 100 percent in Florida. They were kind of oh, okay. half-assing it, you know. Yeah, sure. Prior to this year, but now they're they're 100 percent down there. Snowbirds, as us Alaskans called them. That's right. That's what we call them here too. Um, <laughs> but now they're full time down All there. Right. So uh, they are coming up for for Thanksgiving, and then we'll also have kind of a Christmas with them as well. Oh, cool. And we've been doing that about the last four or five years since they've been snowbirding down there. Yeah. So traditionally. They would leave for the winter right after Thanksgiving. Right after Thanksgiving, right. sure. And so, but actually, this year since they're down there already, they're coming up just for the week, <laughs> and then they're gonna they're gonna go back down. Right on. Yeah. So kind of a early Christmas slash Thanksgiving. There's nothing wrong with that. Nope. Lots nope. of food and a couple Look, of presents. Right. Looking forward to it. It's gonna be a good time. <laughs> I love my parents. Cool. Yeah. So what do we got going on tonight? Uh, I think tonight we're gonna be having a quick chat with. Uh, Blake from Manic. He's one of their yep. Pathfinders, if I'm correct. Yep, he is a Panfire, Pathfinder. Um, and he kind of specializes in Kings of War. Very much so. Right, so we're going to have an in-depth conversation with him, and then I think we'll talk some hobby time. And that sounds find good. And find out what we got going on. All right, sounds good. Let's get awesome. to it. We'll be right back. Redgrass Games. Redgrass Games was founded to reflect our passions and values. Testing new ideas, appreciation of well-made things, and a strong affinity for design. Started and still run by two brothers who grew up loving miniature war games and board games, RGG products are by miniature painters for miniature painters and are always striving to make painting easier and more enjoyable. We hope it will encourage you to try more advanced techniques in your hobbying and change the way you hobby for the better. Starting with our first wet palette four years ago, we have always striven for quality, long-lasting tools. Check it out at redgrassgames.com. And welcome back, everyone. We are blessed to be graced by the great Blake Schrode with us tonight. Blake, how we doing? <laughs> doing pretty well, though. Not so sure it's a grace or an honor, but thank you very much. <laughs> it is for us. <laughs> well, yeah. You got to take it where you can get it, man. <laughs> so, Blake, how are we doing this evening? Doing very well. Doing very well. Awesome. Now, for those of you who, who don't know Blake, Blake is a Pathfinder for Manic Games, and he runs a number of uh, Kings of War events throughout the region. In fact, you ran the Kings of War event at the Michigan GT this year. Yep. So uh, how, how did it go? Um, well, we I think we had 18 total. We had uh, 20 actually show up for uh, pay. Uh, unfortunately, one could not make it. Um, so we had 18 who played. Okay. Um, and uh, eighteen out of twenty uh, is a good turnout. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I had to. I had to sit out, unfortunately. Oh, <laughs> oh you were going to play. You were going to play in your own event. It, well, um, Michael and I run the event together. Okay. Um, I do all the promotion and and gathering, and I'm the one who writes all the scenarios and the rules. Um, but Mike um, loves doing the background okay. and judging. And and being he able likes to the do paperwork, ah, yeah. <laughs> right. um, and so I need, I need one of those. It's your break. <laughs> you know, he he does the same thing at Adepticon, um, yep. and uh, has, has either run the, you know, conventions and tournaments um, uh, for a very very long time, or he joins up like at Adepticon. I believe it was Shannon 
uh, Shoemaker uh, and Mike ran the last one. Uh, of course, with COVID, we've missed a couple, but right. uh, um, but Mike is a great, great uh, uh, resource for all this stuff. Um, but he's, he's in consistent. Ohio. He, he runs his Ohio events. He runs some of the bigger events. And, uh, with me, actually we do Gen Con together and stuff like that. Um, so we've been working together for years, but I kind of wanted Michigan to be under us when we're trying to promote it. Right. Uh, so, uh, you know, Rick and I talked about it and basically I run uh, it as far as promotions, gathering, getting everything together. And then Mike does, um, all the hard work as I put it, (laughs) um, sitting there having to judge everybody's armies and, you know, go from there. Um, this year was kind of nice because he and I both got to do some of the judging uh, a little bit easier. Um, yeah, I mean, we get, you get to that point at at a certain point where it just won't be possible. Um, you know, the size tournaments you're running, there's just no way you're going to play a games alongside everybody. Um, but on the smaller kind of events, we were able to do it. Um, you know, getting over 20, we may not be able to in the future. But, I was, was going to ask you what, um, what your cutoff is for that number. What, what number? Do you um, well, definitely if we can get to like 28 and above, I don't think that it's going to be possible for me to so even the, do ringer, ringer duty. The, thir- the 30-ish, um, game, yeah. 30-ish players. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, up to that point, King's War is not like most tournaments. Um we don't really have too many rules questions. No, that's that of cards like the same exact way for me. Yeah. I think yeah. over the okay. two days I had maybe 10 to 12 questions. I mean, literally. Yeah. 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 It, it's it's we, shockingly low. Yeah. I actually had four questions. All three of them all revolved around a new fact okay. that had occurred and it was just interpretation. All right. That's it. So okay. it wasn't really questions. It's sure, like, but... And they both knew, how does this work under the new thing again? Because okay. we want to make sure we get it right. Oh, um, all right. So it wasn't so it was like, more like, I think that. it's like this. No, I think it's like this. It's no, like... that's that's one thing about the Kings of War universe um, and the player base. Like, they know their game. And in all these yeah. tournaments, all the Kings of War tournaments that I've seen from Adepticon to our local ones, it, like, the players know. Okay. Um, yeah. Being a... And we were the first tournament that it occurred since you know, bigger tournament that occurred since the the fact had come out. So yeah. there was just some, how do you interpret what they said type moment. Gotcha. So they just came to Mike and I and said, how do you do it? Okay. But if you took those three out, we had one real question the whole time. Wow. Um, that's you know, and that's, yeah. that's pretty typical of a Kings of War event. We don't have too many of that type of thing. Um, you know, I can't even think of, any that happened uh, at the last event where we actually had a rules question. Um, you know, that's, the rules that's were, very cool to have a game that's that tightly written. It, it yeah. really, uh, it leads to a better experience with the players, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you, you know, when you get those uh, rules altercations, it, it can really uh, dampen people's experiences sometimes. Yeah, it really you know? can. And, um, yeah. So, yeah, it says a lot for your game that, that it's so tight that you have one real question and what would you say he had 18 players so that's yep. nine games per round times five rounds so you have 45 <laughs> games and you had four questions yeah that's yeah. very like I said, that's very impressive three of them are pretty just like right. are we doing this right sure. is this how it should be type questions totally but, um and that's with 
23 different armies that you can choose from. Wow. That's very, to play in the game. very, very impressive. You know, uh, it's very well written and very tight. Um, it's very balanced, um, you know, between the different factions. Uh, there doesn't tend to be too many, um, ha you just didn't know this. And I take advantage of you type moments. Right. Um, uh, or gotchas as people call it. Sure. Um, yeah, those the games in the player base. Mouth. Yeah. Yep. yeah. But, but the games in player base, everybody kind of knows some units might have a difference between different special rules, but everybody has access to a lot of the special rules. So they know them already. It's already part of their army. Right. They might have a different combination in that army, but it's something you're already aware of before you go into a tournament. Sure. Cause you either seen it before or you know, well, those two things are like that. It's with that unit. So you'll know it. Okay. So there aren't too many surprises, even if it's something that you've never seen played okay. on the board a certain way. Right. You're going to know that in general, what it's about. So, um, it, it works really well that way. Um, so what did your players, well, what, what's that? I'm sorry. You said the way your players, Oh, I was just going to see what did your players think of the GT? Um, actually I think they all had a really good time. Um, they, I, I got a lot of really nice compliments, uh, from, from it for being a great event and, awesome. uh, great they hear. all want to come back, which is of so course, sweet. the Excellent. big thing. Um, it's a really pretty good, sweet time. Uh, you know, as far as this year, it was a little bit tight for me and, and Mike, just cause Gen Con was yeah. right before and <laughs> right. origins was the weekend yeah, before Gen Con was really pushed back this year. Wasn't it? Yeah. 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 So we had, uh, it was Gen Con in September. Mike actually was at origins the week before the Michigan GT. Oh, and that had to drive up to the Michigan GT as well. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. So yeah, and he was exhausted. There was, thanks to Mike. Thanks to Mike's wife, really, store, I think, right? right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but anyway, next year, of course, it'll be Gen Con at the beginning of August. Right. Um, I think Origins is, like, in summer. Okay. Um, yeah, Origins Adept is usually Con. July. Oh, okay. Yeah, and Adepticon's really big for us, right. um, obviously. Yeah. So... You know, but now we're going to have a gap between August and then Michigan GT where there isn't, there's going to be a few like one day events. There's going to be a few um, GTs around the the country, but there's not going to be any major things in the Midwest until Michigan GT. Oh, I think it's going to have even bigger draw next year. Oh oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Because I figure if you had people traveling to Origins, the weekend before that would affect their ability to come up to, to Michigan as well. Yeah. You know, you're kind of, yeah. pick, you're picking one or the other for most people, for the most part, you know, yeah. and, and then and also if you were at uh, Gen Con the month before, sometime asking yeah. people to travel, you know, two months in a row, that can be t- kind of tough on the budget, but yeah, you know, you yeah. well, definitely. And three months, you know, between, it, then you can really make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Mike, um, you know, is, is kind of fairly fortunate. He lives really close to origins, so he didn't really have to go, but everything else is just traveling and, you know, it's not cheap to go to spend hotels no. for four or five, no, it's not. you know, weekends in a couple months, <laughs> <All right. laughs> you yeah. know, um, Very true. but, uh, no, I think, I think next year is going to be bigger, um, just because of the timing, um, which right. is really good. Um, even one of the other quote unquote competitors that we have, um, actually came and won our tournament. Uh, oh, he cool. runs another another one uh, three weeks later for Dragonfall. Oh, cool! And Mark came in Chicago, and played in ours. Unfortunately, right? uh, well, yeah, it's uh, Lake Geneva. Lake, oh, Wisconsin. That they play. Gotcha. All right. Yeah, they moved it just north of the border. Oh, um, okay. And I have uh, I was going to be there, but unfortunately, work said no. Oh, 
So that was the only problem I had this year because I wanted to pay him back and right. go to his event, which I will down. do next year. Okay. And we'll have time. We have an extra week next year. Okay. Um, Perfect. Because of when, when the GT happens. So it's right. even better that way. It's going to be, you know, a little bit better. Um, so what, what's your, know. what are you envisioning? What would you like to see coming to the Michigan GT next year? Numbers wise. I'd like to get to 30. 30. Okay. I'll that's, be honest. That's a great goal. That's a 50% jump in signups, which yep. is, that's impressive for any event. Yeah. Um, we had, uh, a lot of people, unfortunately, like in the Ohio area that have gone to origins, couldn't make it, you right, know, yeah. a lot of those things we were just talking right, about. Yeah. And I think if we can get, you know, the Cleveland guys and the Dayton guys and oh, yeah. everybody else. And we had somebody from Minnesota who came down, Donnie, and, and he has some others that are up there that he might be able to convince to come down. Very cool. Um, now that we've had a, a really good event. I was um, just going to say that, you know, once you once know. you have a couple of good events under your belt and people mm-hmm. come and they have a good experience, then they start dragging friends. You yep, know, exactly. getting them there and, the first time is the hard part. And then after that, you know, as long as you, you're providing, you know, a quality, you know, quality event, then it's just going to naturally grow because they're going to go home. They're going to talk about, you know, their experience and if they had a good time or not, you know, and if they yep. did have a good time, then you're going to see people coming back in greater numbers. I mean, that's, yeah, that's how uh, uh, I also have to give yeah. a thanks to Donnie because uh, Donnie came down. He's got the late fantasy SWAT uh, podcast and he did a, uh, an episode on the Michigan GT. Oh, very cool. Um, and coming down and play. He did great in that uh, tournament. Um, yep. He uh, he got uh, a really good start, um, had a blast, and uh, you know a lot of the things that did the other players. Did he bring his dwarves? Did, did he bring his ogres again? Um, he had uh, no. I was it Basilians? Did he bring he had the palace guard? I thought. I thought he had the palace guard allied. Oh, he might have, and I apologize right now. Yeah, uh, I, I'm. <laughs> Um, he's playing something else in the tournament right now. So I've been watching yeah. that over the weekend. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, he may, he may have had them allies, but, uh, yeah, you he's know, really Mark awesome won player. it with Empire of Dust. Um, uh, Shannon was there with his goblins, uh, and did real well. He won our best general. Um, Donnie actually came in uh, second in the whole tournament. Um, so, you know, we had a lot of really good players and even some that had rough weekends, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, uh, I went and played at one, uh, not too long ago down in Tennessee and yeah, I couldn't roll about four on two days. <laughs> oh, that's brutal. <laughs> so, so it seemed pretty rough, but, um, but anyway, no, we had a great time. Um, our Midwest chair was there, Kara, um, and some of the Dayton crew with Mike, um, we even had, uh, I don't know if you got over there to see it, Jeff, but we had a John Carter of Mars army. Yeah. Oh, completely. Really? Um, oh, that sounds cool. Amusingly enough, played by John Carter. Oh, yes. interesting. <laughs> yeah, so John Carter playing John Carter of Mars. That's funny. Um, yeah, I, and then, uh, unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to get out as much as I would have liked to. And my, my yeah. event was pretty... I didn't have help, <laughs> and I had 80 <laughs> players in my event, so I was yeah. pretty yeah. locked down. Yeah, no, I I uh, I knew it was kind of busy over there. So, yeah, it was. Um, that corner but, uh, was very, very tight, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. For this year, everybody got to bring a special chariot. I think they. That's right. You, know, you talked about that ahead of time. Uh, it sounded like fun. Yeah. So, um, and, what was the coolest uh, chariot I, that came? Um, well, John brought 
a flying chariot um, that he had actually gone through and done some work on um, and had checkerboard sail oh, for, cool. for the event. So he had actually made it uh, have a checkerboard pattern for the, uh, for our event. Um, uh, one of the other ones was uh, um, Marshall Temple brought a rat. He was obviously theming this, but it was the simplest best chariot in that he brought a wire wheel that the rat was running in. Oh, oh okay. I'm like you'd see it and on a, in a, in a rat thought case. It was, yep. Okay, drew you know, wheel kind of thing. All right. Yeah, exactly. And it was it was just Clever. like the simplistic yep. you know thing. So we had everything from a flying creature um to that. Okay. Um one I enjoyed or, or really liked was Shannon who uh took a a dead zone kit or a warpath kit and converted it up into a goblin uh race car. Oh neat. And with my love of Formula One, of course, I was like, Ooh, yeah, that, that, that's, that's really good. It's <laughs> hard to beat. Um, and, uh, you know, strangely enough, several of the people who had um, great chariots were uh, winning other things, too. So um, it was kind of really cool to see everybody embrace it, though. Yeah, that, um, that is, right you know, whenever you come up with you know, something different like that, it's awesome when the community gets on board and, and really – yeah. I, I think we had options for the chariot so they could flavor it to their army or with the way they wanted to play. Um, and we had a special scenario loop linked around with the chariots as well. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we basically are taking all the player feedback and are going to feed it into the next event. Um, right. It's something we definitely kind of want to keep in. Right. Um, we just want to make it um, work well and not, be the same thing every year. Sure. No, that makes um, sense. But, you know, I, I'm going to go with the Grand Prix theme, and I, I really enjoy that um, a lot. Okay. Um, one, one thing you probably didn't get to see is that uh, we've run the, the Grand Prix twice, uh, one once several years ago, of course, unfortunately. Yep. And this one, at the end of it, we always have a, a big checkerboard flag okay. that everybody signs. Oh, fun. So we actually have those, and kind of want to get them so I can hang them. So I'm going to have to create my own little thing that we can hang the signs with. Or yeah, the flags that, that with, would be but... super cool. And just kind of have them on display at the yeah. event. That would be yeah. awesome. That's a neat idea. Yep. Very, very cool. So, so yeah, no, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of cool. I throw checkerboards, you know, around the, the area that we're playing in. Right. Um, the thing I, you know, would have loved to have brought would have been my checkerboard floor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a rubber padded checkerboard floor to sit on oh, that's or, cool. or stand on. Right. Um, and my heels would have been, you know, a lot, a lot happier. happier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but um, uh, it, it's kind of cool to see people who have no idea what it is, come over, see a bunch of people having fun and, right. and jump in. And, uh, you know, I think the GT was really great for that. Our gamers really enjoyed um, kind of more of a laid back vendor thing. Um, so a lot of them were having fun with that. Um, and like I said, everybody that I've been able to talk to is basically making big plans and coming back oh, well, and trying to bring to friends with them. Yeah, very, so that's, very, very cool. Yeah. That's what we're, that's what we're excited about. Yeah. So yeah, I'm hoping my goal, you know, and if I come up 
uh, just above it or just short of it. At least it's it's something that we can aim for. Well, you got to have goals, right? So those, yeah. with yeah. those numbers, Blake, that means you're not going to be able to play. I know. So I that know. means you'll play a dead zone then, right? <laughs> no, I'm too busy preparing. Um, probably. Um, one of the one of the things, brother Jeff, that uh, uh, the guys at Mantic would like us to do is is if we can do the big game that we do at Gen Con. Oh yes, um, yes, it's like ten thousand Friday. points on Friday. Uh, I see no reason why we can't make that happen. Yeah, yeah. The it only it problem is, phenomenal. you know. 20 foot board or 24 foot board. Um, <laughs> but we, but can, we can make that happen. Seen, we can do that. Yeah. For those who haven't seen right. it happen, it's, it's a 24 foot by six foot board. Yeah. Uh, we throw 20,000 though. The armies we're working on right now are 25,000 aside. Um, right. And then uh, we play huge, big games. Um, they're designed as demo games. So you have to have nothing have no idea how to play. Okay, so it's, it's, a walk up. it's a walk-up. Yep, it's a walk-up to learn how to play. Yep. All right. It's, yeah, and at Gen Con, we had uh, several sessions go through. We sold out pretty much every event. I think we only wow. had three unused tickets the whole whole event. Um, and people who had never played before and had never done anything started off playing and played that entire game through to where we could tell who was one or even two completion wow. That's um, great. within five hours. Okay. Oh, great. <laughs> wow. That's okay. awesome. So, and that I mean, is something you, that you, you can't are, do with some other games out there. Right. So if you were super um, ambitious, you could probably even get two of those off on Friday. Oh yeah. Cause we're no, going to have, yeah, we're going to yeah. be opening that earlier space, this year yeah. coming up. Yep. Uh, Cause yeah. we're, we're going to be coming in Thursday night to set up next year. So Friday yeah. is going to be a full day of gaming. That's awesome. Yeah. Right. Timing timing is, is kind of the thing. Right. Um, right, right. how early do you open? <laughs> you know, if that makes sense. Yeah, we can um, open whenever you need to open. Yeah. Well the open up and then we normally put like an hour gap between the two right. games so yeah, we can yeah, set you it know, up. Like a so, like a nine to three and then like a four to nine or something like that or yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, nine to two? Ninety two would be five. Yeah, nine to two and then three to uh, eight is yeah. normally what we do. That's not even insane. I mean, that's yeah. That's what we're kind of looking at. After that, you just make sure yep. that second session, your son doesn't have to play in it. Oh, because he has so a, he can yeah. actually okay. play in dead zone. <laughs> yeah, Rick's really um, pushing the dead zone. I've been bugging yeah. these two for four years to play dead zone with me. And I can run. I can run the big game alone and let him play. That's fine. Okay. Um, one of the other cool <laughs> things is. One side of the board that we use this year at Gen Con is all water. Oh, very cool. Um, so love, we can then use it water. immediately, turn around, yeah. and play Armada on it. Oh, fun. There you <laughs> That's go. Perfect. Those, yep. are, those are some really cool looking models, by the way, the Armada stuff. Um, it's uh, a very cool game, and uh, uh, it's based off the World War Games um, game. Okay. Uh, uh, what is that? Uh, Black Seas? Black sales, black sales, or black sales. Sorry, yeah. So yeah, the um, rules are based off of that, oh, but really? then set up for the um, Mantic world. Really? So they yeah. just kind of ported the rules over for their miniatures. Yep, and, yep. and there's a little tweaks in it okay. for magic and all that kind of Super stuff. But yeah, they, they simplified the wind rules a little bit. Okay, to make it more of a just look concentrate on the different factions. Right. And the different factions work differently. Okay. Um, you know. 
so you have like people who right. don't necessarily need sales like dwarves versus sure. yeah, historicals Steve, Steve where everybody versus, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It. It's, it's similar in some ways like row, rowing ships versus sail ships, you right. know. Right. Um, in history, those row ships disappeared almost as soon as sales became good because right. they were, Why they killed you? them. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Exactly. But uh, in this, the fan same thing, but it's the dwarves get the ability to stick with the, everybody else. All so right. um, that's kind of like the dwarves are kind of like have engines that are making them like a row ship, basically. Sure. Um, it's a, it's but anyway, uh, so they converted it over, simplified the wind. Uh, they've added magic now. Okay. Um, and, and they've flyers. added flyers. Um, and there's a lot to it as well. Um, and it's just another way to experience the explore universe. things more. Yep. Yeah, very cool. And do something different. Yeah, you know, one of the things that we do at the GT, the Michigan GT, in order to make our events kind of unique is we always try to get with our event organizers, so Blake, you in this instance, um, to design some cool swag to yeah. bring home, you know, to something that mm-hmm. you're going to be able to use in your games going forward. And, you know, you put a lot of time and effort into designing the swag for the Kings of War this year. I was really impressed yep. with your schematics and stuff. Why don't you share okay. with the audience a little bit about what, you came up with to give out to your players? Sure. Um, basically, in Kings of War, everything can see it uh, basically 90 degrees, so it's 45 off of each front. Right. Um, and it is very particular uh, for Kings of War on movement. Um, that's kind of what you use to win most of your games rather than, you know, something some other trick or special rule. Okay. So movement has to be pretty precise. And you have to be able to make sure something's in which arc, uh, you know, front or flank. Right. Uh, to give an idea for people who've never played, if I charge and I hit Jeff in the front, I might have 18 attacks. But if I'm in his flank, I get to double my attack. Woo! Holy smokes. So yeah, I hit you with nuts. 36. Ouch. So if I'm in your flank or not, it's very important. Yeah. Sounds um, like it's very important. <laughs> it's very you know, important. Um, it's, it's, you know, unless my dice abandon me, uh, like they far too often do, right. it could be the, the difference between your unit going away and staying around. Right. Um, and everything in Kings War fights at full bore until it's gone. So that's a big, huge difference I see. Uh, in the game. So we have to be very particular, and I created things that can sit on the edge of the unit, uh, basically hugging <laughs> the 90 degree of a unit, right. and shine a 45 line out from that unit. Right. And they're small. I wanted them to be small enough because we have a lot of tight end fighting. That makes sense. Um, I kind of wanted them to be small enough that they could be put into a unit and then you can shine a laser based off that 45 degree arc and make sure that you're, which flank are you in or whatever. Right. Um, And I wanted everybody to have two of them so they can put one on the unit who's trying to charge and one on the unit that's being charged. Makes sense. Uh, You know, so then it's really easy to determine. Um, and, uh, it's, it's a design that's been around, uh, a couple other places, uh, but in a much larger format and we just shrank it down okay. and, uh, you know, put the GT logo on it and, yeah. uh, our little Grand Prix guy and, right. and, uh, even managed to fit checkerboards in there. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it looks really good. It, yeah. It, it was Thank a you. very Thank nice you. design. I was, uh, when Eric got those printed out, man, I was like, these things are really cool. So, yeah. I work with a friend of mine named James who uh, has access to a program that he and I have used for years. Um, unfortunately, my new computer didn't have it at the time. Okay. So he 
quickly made something for me. And then I sent it over to Brian who also converted a little bit more. All right. Uh, Brian Novak out of Lansing. Yep. And then we sent it all over to, uh, uh, the GT guys. And, yeah, great. Um, they made it look great. Yeah. Yeah. Know? They, uh, um, it really did. It looked fantastic. So do you have anything in mind of what you'd like to come up with next year? I know it's a little early yet, you know, but <laughs> yeah. it's never too early um, to start planning. Correct. Well, and I, I do actually want to plan because I know we, you know, this is a little side thing, but we do are trying to work with the tournament organizers and we had a meeting to talk about this. Um, I actually would love to get a few little tokens made. Nice. Um, well, to- so, tokens we can do in spades. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And, and we have a few uh, uh, events that are coming up that we could actually try to promote the GT in. Um, number one being the Depcon, but um, I've also been requested to go do uh, Little Wars as well. Very cool. um, Where's and that? And some other stuff. It's in Chicago. Um, yeah, yeah, Little Wars, Chicago. Um, and uh, the Manta guys go there uh, and we'll be there and they want us to bring down the big game and, and run a tournament down there too. But I would love to like hand those out, yeah. <laughs> you know, promote the, the GT sure. as well. Okay. Um, yeah, we'll talk afterwards. But, uh, Oh yeah. But, uh, no. Um, so there's a couple of things we're, we're playing the idea of tokens in the game. There's a bunch of bluff tokens. Um, and I think we can fit it in the, in the, the limit per player that, uh, we were discussing, um, that we might even be able to do a set of bluff tokens. Um, and then there's a couple other things that we can try to design. Um, I have another little angle piece that I'm thinking about as well. Oh, very cool. So, right on. And then there's another thing that uh, uh, Mike does, which is a set of stairs. But that's that's more of a 3D Bring printing thing. Oh, really? Okay. Yep. Um, but uh, but anyway, yeah. So there's there's some plans on on trying to get some really cool swag together for next year as well. Excellent. So well, swag is where it's at, man. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was very happy to see somebody was playing in a tournament and they were using the uh, tokens that I created. Yeah. Uh, for the GT. So we got a nice. GT out there on tables at another event. Oh, really? So, that's, that's sweet. That's awesome. Yeah. So that was really kind of cool. Yeah, but that's very <laughs> cool. Well, excellent. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. Well, Blake, thank you very much yeah. for uh, joining us tonight and uh, sharing your experience with the GT. And yep. we look forward to having you back next year to run it again. It sounds like it's going to be bigger and better and badder. And that's what we try to do every year, which is awesome. And, oh yeah. Oh, what, what did you think of the venue, by the way? Um, well, the, the only part I had a problem with, of course, is the thing that you're going to have at every convention, which was my heels. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, but, I can't uh, fix your heels. Yeah. And the, uh, you know, I, personally, I think it's actually a great, great location for the event. Right. Um, I was pretty happy with everything. I, I know some of the, um, uh, you know, it's the first year, first time, first try they don't know who you are, aren't right. convinced that you're, yep. you know, really all that successful. So I get that. I've, I've been in enough conventions to know, but as far as I think it's a great place, I think it definitely could be something you could grow into as well. And, you know, I didn't really have too many complaints. I think the only really one I had is that the convention or the concession stands close early. Which is fixed already. Yeah, yeah. That, that but was, I mean, that was the only complaint, right. Really, that and, you know and, that I had. And for for you know pure clarity, that was on us. 
we had no idea because, uh, you know, for every hour that that thing's open, we're on the hook for X number of dollars in sales. And so yeah, I remember you mentioned that uh, in one of the meetings. And, yeah, we had yeah, no idea yeah. what kind of response we'd have, whether we could hit those numbers or not. You know, and when they're, <laughs> when they're you know, making you put down multiple thousand dollars in deposit to sell popcorn and soda. <laughs> yeah. you know you're like um okay nope. well why don't we just make sure we have it open this. for these hours that we know people will be interested in yeah. you know so yeah next and year, this was i understand it's a growing pain right, not a, it is it is you know not a long-term thing right like i said but it also was affected i think by COVID as well right because we didn't oh, yeah, know yeah. That, that's totally as true as soon as it was done yep. there were some people just leaving you know yes so i personally think that it was the best decision you can make um, but right, going uh, blind, if we can address it going yeah, forward, yeah, right? That's a, yeah, which it know. will be. I mean, it'll be open breakfast hours next time, and it'll it'll be staying open probably until ten ish. Okay, so go, well, that's go even go better. Go. I didn't, I wasn't expecting breakfast. But well, we, cool. we, had, we had a number of people who said, you know, I really wanted to pick up something, but they weren't open yet. You know, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. and you know, yeah. and we're taking that feedback coming in, and I mean, we we can do something about that, right? You know, if, yeah. Oh, yeah. and there's, yeah. there is zero reason to not have it open if people are going to be buying stuff. Yep. So oh, yeah. as Definitely. long as, yeah. When you look at that eight o'clock, you're rolling dice at eight 30. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Nine yeah. 30, 10 o'clock. Sure. Let me go get a Perfect muffin real time. quick. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. grab a, grab a donut on the yeah, way or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. I'm playing Blake in Kings of War and the game's over in about 15 minutes because he demolished <laughs> me. I'm going to go have breakfast. There you go. <laughs> it's it. not that quick, you know? It really is. But it's okay. You're going to get me in dead zone, right, Rick? Yes. You can get, back, you can get back on the back end. All right, Blake. Thanks for joining us. And thanks I'll, a lot, Blake. We'll see you soon. Thank you much, guys. Have yeah, a good thanks. one. Thanks. Evolution Games is a tabletop gaming store located just off of West Saginaw Highway in Delta Township. We have a huge inventory of board games, card games, miniature games, role-playing games, and all of the accessories you might need, as well as ample game space. Come check us out at 932 Elmwood Road in Lansing, Michigan. Hey, Rick. Yes. What time is it? Hobby time! Hobby time! So what have we been up to? Uh, We're going to... Actually, I've been kind of in a little bit in this one, a little bit in this one, a little bit in this one. Okay. So worked on a little bit more of my Huskarls for Conquest. Excellent. Um, Doing that same theme. I I like the way it looks. So you've you've been painting... Actually Painting putting up. paint on yep. miniatures. All right. Yep. Putting paint to the miniatures. Great. Uh, and then I switched over and I'm still working on my Enforcer Blood Angel 40K Army. Yes. Uh, so which is a 40K Army that you're making out of Mantic miniatures. Out of 100% Mantic. Uh, and I am i don't know why I went Blood Angels other than the fact that I like red. Why not? <laughs> I mean, you got Mephiston and Dante. You, uh, you can't yeah. go wrong with those I'm two still years. trying to figure out how I'm going to make Mephiston. All I, right, it it's gonna it take a bit, right? But uh, yeah, I've got I mean, some you ideas. You gotta have some guys with some like billowy cloaks. And... Um, well, I'm gonna have to dive deep into the fantasy side of things All to right. get that stuff for the sci-fi. Doesn't have much of the cloaks. You know, a little green <laughs> stuff go a long way. Oh yeah, you can figure something out. Yeah, I'll I'll kit bash a whole bunch of stuff. Nice. Um, so working on a little bit of those guys, getting those uh done up, and then. So how far along are you? Oh, I'm only into my third, well, technically second unit. Second unit. Yeah. Um, So I have the chaplain, and then I have a unit of incursors, 
Okay. I think that's the melee uh, guys. All right, that sounds about right. Yeah, it's the melee guys. Some stupid word that we can't really remember that <laughs> yeah. all starts with the same letter as everything yep. else. Yeah. Um, and now I'm have going I, into the. Have I ranted already? How stupid. I think we might have ranted yeah, a little bit about yes. that. Uh, but now I'm starting to the next one. There was one. nothing wrong with a descriptive name of your unit. No. Tactical Marine. Yeah, that's what I'm working on now. Marine. Tactical Marines. There was nothing wrong with that. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so working on that, and then. So as a Mantic Pathfinder, we uh, another one of our Pathfinders from Wisconsin, he started doing this whole uh, Secret Santa thing oh, cool. for a Pathfinder. That's, so it's, that's very cool. Yeah, he does a drawing. Uh, everybody that wants in jumps in, and you got to paint. I think this time it's five Mantic models from any specific game. Nice. And the guy I drew happens to be a big fan of something that I'm not going to say on here because he actually listens might, to us might too. Might actually give it away. Well, that <laughs> narrows it right down. Yeah. Okay. Um, and because of that, uh, I've done a 3D print for him. Sweet. Kind of a little hideout kind of thing, and I'm going to dink around with that and nice. paint up these models and get these uh, sent out to him. Do you do it on your FDM or your SLA? FDM. All right. Yeah. Uh, my Mars actually hasn't printed anything since the GT. Oh, no. <laughs> the poor Mars. Yeah, the Mars is kind of bored. Okay. But I think I got Mine some. Mine aren't. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Um, I think I'll be printing some bases. Actually, it'll be the first time for me of printing bases on the Mars. Great. I've never done that. Oh, you've never done it? No. Oh, you know. All of my bases I, have been on FDM. I, I can almost say, I can almost make the claim. That I've made my money back on the resin printer by printing bases. Yeah. Because I've always been a a pretty big proponent of buying cast resin bases in the sure. past. I've, I've done that for a number of my armies. Yeah. And it gets pretty expensive pretty fast. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I like the unique look. In, for me, I can only do so much with the plastic bases until yeah. it gets painfully... <laughs> Tedious. <laughs> Tedious is a good word for right. it. Right. You know, because, I mean, I personally don't love painting bases to begin with. Yeah. But then if you're going to go for something that's kind of original and neat looking with a yeah. base, plastic base, so you got to put a ton of work into getting it ready to paint. <laughs> yeah. And then you've got to actually paint. Yeah. And so I, I just would much rather buy something ready to roll and then just throw my paint on there and, and do what I got to do and get it going. Makes sense. Yeah. What? So what do you got going on? Speaking oh, of, because yeah. we just checked out a whole bunch of stuff. Right, I do have a ton <laughs> going on. Well, you know, it is a Sunday, so obviously I'm printing terrain for the yeah. GT, right? Yeah, it's a little weird us recording on a Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my printer's pretty much going nonstop. Yeah, you know, for for the GT. So I'm currently printing out a theme from Printable Scenery. All right, called Shadow Fay. And you took a look at it. Yeah, it's, this stuff looks phenomenal. It's really cool stuff. So it's kind of a gothic-y building-looking thing. And uh, these particular prints I'm doing are all kind of cemetery-themed. Okay. So this is going to be a gothic cemetery feel for the So game. I'm not going to lie. When I was looking at it, it kind of reminded me of uh, Hugh Jackman's uh, Van Helsing. Okay. It's that, that. very gothic, right. but... Um, Still not, not necessarily the the gothic that a lot of people think of. Right, it's not grim dark. No, yeah, right. it's not grim dark, but it's it's definitely that almost steampunk style. Oh, oh uh, right, I can see that gothic look. Sure, yeah, I think it looks sweet, especially that dome. 
Yeah, the dome. The dome. Yeah, yeah and the, the, little, the dome is what kind of made me right, so have a little bit more of the little mausoleum. Yeah. It's a little mausoleum. It's it's crumbled, broken down. It yeah, it's sweet. like a half dome. It's a very cool yeah. piece. Yeah, the whole set, like the fact that it's. So you said this is the first set that they've had that is stackable, yes, right? Yes. Okay. Not and not every kit, but there are yeah. multiple kits in there that are stackable. So you could technically rearrange the levels of. Of that of, tower, of, of yeah. the higher buildings, right? Yeah, which is really sweet. Yeah, it's a neat concept, for sure. <coughs> um, And then let's see what else do you got. You got... So that's one whole table that you're printing That'll for that. will be one whole table, yeah. So that's the table I'm, I'm currently printing. I got, I think, uh, two to three more pieces to print for this table. Okay. And then I will be doing a second table off of that same theme because I think there was 30-some pieces of terrain <laughs> that were in that. Uh, Kickstarter that we backed. Okay. And so um, I, I can easily get two full Age of Sigmar tables out of that. Uh, yeah. I could probably stretch it to three, but the third one would be a, not really interesting. Not quite as Because, you know, not 100% of the pieces really work for yeah. what I'm trying to do with my tables. So I can I can so, get solidly, solidly two full tables of things I'd be very happy with how they're going to look on the table. So that's what I'm working on now, as far as that printer is concerned. Um, but you also have some of these guys over here. Yes, uh, <laughs> I've finished painting uh, my first conquest unit. Yep, which is a uh, Wadroon uh, Braves unit. It's a bunch of spearmen, and so the models themselves are completely finished. And my bases are, I would call them, ninety percent done. Okay. So I got to wrap up a couple uh, small details on the bases. Sure. Uh, paint the the rims and stuff like that, and then I'm probably gonna pin the models <laughs> to to the base. All right, I think it's gonna be the wisest way to go about yeah. it, uh, especially because I uh, the model is painted and the base is gonna be painted, and yep. it's not always smart to glue, glue paint to paint. Yeah. So by putting a pin in, I'm gonna get a much better adhesion of the model to the base yep so hopefully it'll survive a, a little bit of contact a little bit of knocking around um i'll still probably have a couple bounce out here or there oh yeah but the nice thing about the pins too is that when you put them back in it's a lot easier to you know balance the model for when you're gluing yeah. and that kind of thing right uh, on. i'll also be adding some uh, tufts to, okay. the, to the base as well because right i think it adds that extra dimension it does add a little bit to them yeah. right and um I was I, I did well in an event, uh, I don't know, four or five months ago, and I got a bunch of store credit, and I used all of it towards Tux. <laughs> all right. I didn't need any miniatures. Well, right? sure. So I was like, all right, well, what can I get that I would normally be spending money on at some point? Yeah. And so that's what he had that uh, that I didn't. Piqued your interest. Right. So, yeah, I grabbed a bunch of those. Right on. Yeah. So these are done. Uh, also, in the last week, I started... A unit of slingers as well. <coughs> so I got a bunch of airbrush work done okay. on, the, on the slingers. In fact, I think I got all of my airbrush work for those, those nice. unit finished. Uh, that'll be a really interesting unit. They all have these really cool backpack kind of, I don't know if a backpack's the right word, but <laughs> this thing mounted on their backs has yeah. like all these feathers shooting out. So are you going to do them? Um, so in front of us, we got, uh, he's your standard bear? The standard bear, yeah. Yeah. Um, so you're going to do the... Feathers like that, or no? No, these I okay. do with the airbrush, and they're, okay. all, they're all going to be a solid. They're all going to be red feathers for that. Red unit. feathers, okay. yep. So, and then I think uh, their headdress feathers, if they have those, I did those in yellow. 
Okay. Awesome. I, yeah. I think it'll look cool. Yeah, a little um, bit of this, a little bit of that. Right. A little bit, <laughs> yep. You got it. So, yeah, I'm interested to see. At least you're staying consistent with your hobby time. <laughs> I'm kind of jumping all over the place. I, I tend to work that way. I, I'm very project oriented. Yeah. I, I don't do well when I'm jumping all over the place because things end up just not getting finished. Yeah. No, I get that. That's how I work. You know, so I, I need to have a, go, a goal. A, a goal, fin- a finish yeah. line, right? So what I'm really hoping for is um, I'm attending Adepticon this year. I think yep. you are as well. So that is the plan. If you're if you are listener or if you're attending and try to track us down, say hi. Feel free. Um, You'll easily find me up in the Mantic area. <laughs> right. So I'm considering if there's a conquest event that fits into my schedule, I'm considering playing a little bit play of conquest. A, play a little at, conquest, at, at huh? At I think that would be a lot of fun. And we haven't seen their list of events yet for Adepticon, which I'm hoping comes out sometime. In the not it should be coming soon. You, you would think. Yeah. Tickets usually traditionally go on sale in November, but yeah. nothing's happened so far this year. Yeah. So I don't, I'm kind of guessing that with the whole COVID and the delay, you know, that they're running a little bit behind schedule as far as that stuff is concerned, which I completely understand. Yep. Um, I know that companies had to have their events in and locked down two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, which is way late, probably. For yeah, right. super late, but yeah, it was two weeks ago they had to be in and All locked right. down. Good to know. I know that much. <laughs> right. So hopefully we'll be see- we'll be seeing something soon. Yeah. And I'm assuming that they're going to release the list of events uh, at least a week or so ahead of probably. actually tickets going on sale because you need time to plan out what you got going on. Yeah, especially when there's that many events. Right. And like I said, and if I can find something, because. Um, I'm hoping to play in the Age of Sigmar team event. Okay. And I'll play in the singles event too. I don't mind doing that, but I sure. also wouldn't mind getting some conquest in and trying oh, to yeah, try and definitely. that out just to kind definitely. of to mix it up a little bit. And so, yeah, if I can um, make that happen, I'll make it happen. And <laughs> if I do make it happen, then I'll actually have a points limit to be working towards. Yeah. And a deadline to be working towards, <laughs> and I work much better when with, you have a deadline. When I have a deadline, yeah, correct. Well, and that and that's that's the frustrating thing for me right now is because I'm bouncing around and I got two deadlines. Oh no! All the, right. Well, the Secret Santa, that's a deadline, but that right. was kind of like I've already started this. Oh well, right. now I need to do this. At least with five miniatures, it's not an insane no. amount of work. No, it's really not. Still knocking out fairly quick. And I already got them. I already have the models. Uh, they're already built. They're already primed, so I don't really have to do that part of it already. Right now, is I don't know a ton about sure um, dead zone, but so are we? Do the factions have like a set color scheme, or is it very open to player interpretation? It's very open. Okay, I, I mean you have the Mantic models in the book um, that everybody sees that traditionally goes like the Enforcers. Right. They have this silver blue. With a little bit of red on them. That's traditionally what they okay. look like. But could it be like, oh, like say yeah. the Blood Angels have their successor oh. chapters? Could yeah, you could do that. Kind you of could thing. easily do that. Okay, yeah. I mean, I have an entire Enforcers army that is uh, Cobra from GI Joe. Nice. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's that's actually one of the twists this year for the Secret Santa is uh, everybody was given three colors, and you have to paint the model with those three colors. No, does everyone adding. Have- uh, you can use white and black as well. 
but on, you're using on top of yeah. And is everyone using the same three colors? No. Okay, so that's every person it, gets a it's specific. A shuffle, it's a shuffle. Yeah. All right. It's going to be interesting because I don't usually use these three colors. <laughs> well, what are they? Um, well, it's green and yellow. Okay, those go together. Yeah, and then uh, maroon. All right. I, yeah. Sorry for the dead air. But, <laughs> uh, maroon goes okay with green, but yellow. I'll uh, figure out some. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'll figure out some. Maybe a maroon stripe or something <laughs> here or there. Some, I'll figure it some out. Your nail polish. <laughs> I maroon don't know. Something. Okay. Well, good luck with that. Yeah, thanks. Okay. And then, of course, the other deadline for me is the the 40K Enforcer Blood Angels. Right. Because we have like a, a game. Grow, yeah. Pro League going. Yeah. There's right. a couple of us that are doing this. Right. I need to have this so, little. So when does that do? Um, that is uh, December 14th, I think, is when we're playing. So you got about two full weeks plus a couple. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so I essentially have that for both of those projects. And how much more do you have to get finished? Um, a tank and three bikes. All right. I should be able to do that. We need to get together. You need some airbrush tutorials. <laughs> that tank should yeah. not be a problem. Oh, no. No, I don't think the tank's going to be a problem right. at all, actually. Uh, with some very basic airbrush skills, you can yeah. make a lot of headway on a tank without any problem at all. Yeah, I think that one will be easy. Cool. It'll be an easy thing to learn on too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally true. Yep. Very, very true. Well, excellent. Well, that's about it for hobby time. Yeah, for me, I think man. that's about Have it. Have you gotten any games in lately? Um No, I don't think I got any games in the last couple of weeks. Did I? Well, I mean I played Dead Zone. <laughs> against myself. <laughs> I played Dead Zone against right. myself because well, I was there, testing. There is a problem with that. Well, yeah. Well, I had an idea and I wanted to test to see if it worked. All right. Did it work? Um, yeah, it did. All right. Cool. And I'm excited. So, is this like a super secret? No, it's not super secret. Kind of it's, idea or? it's. So we did. Uh, we had one more uh, day at demo games. Nice. And uh, how was your turnout? Uh, he had four or five people. Where was this at? Um, this was it, Evo. I wasn't there for it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, it was just a couple guys that wanted to play again. Okay. And they reached out to me and were like, hey, we need to do this, this, and this. And I'm like, all right. Well, because I already have scenery there for other players. And I dropped off a couple other things for them. Uh, and they were all set up. And, of course, while they're playing, I'm at work, and they constantly are texting me. It's, hey, what does this do? Oh, that's funny. <laughs> it's like, hey, You're like a remote this? demo? Yeah, it was kind of a remote demo. Okay. But as I was talking to them, I was kind of, like, thinking about lists in my head, which is what I constantly do when it comes to Dead Zone. And right. I kind of decided I'm going to go all in on Maison Labs this year. And Maison Labs is very much that umbrella co corporation all right. from Resident Evil. Yep. They, it's... It's the lab guys and the security guards and the monsters in the back and a little bit of this. So it's kind of a hodgepodge of all these different things. And I've decided, yeah, I think I'm going to go all in when it comes to Dead Zone this year and play Maison Labs across the board. Oh, fun. So about how many guys would that be to paint up for that project? Um, well, that's the fun thing is, so depending on what list I bring, right? Um, it, it could be six models to 15 to 20. That's not a big deal. No, that's a unit. Uh, that's a unit. That's a unit. <laughs> well, and that's that's one of the things I love about skirmish right. games. Right, right. Because yeah. I I only well, have to all, paint a few. <laughs> right, and you don't get bored, right? Yeah. You know, that's um, the hard thing with painting an army is that if 
by the time you're done, by the time I'm done with it, at least, I'm like, all right, that's good. <laughs> well, I, what's next? I guess that is actually. So I guess I did do some more hobby stuff oh. that I wasn't thinking about. Because I sometimes I don't think about setting up a board as hobby. Right. Uh, but so I brought up the dead zone board. So you've seen the two by two yeah. of a dead zone board. Right. Um, so almost all dead zone games are played in the city area, urban damage, city, Ur- very urban, urban con- combat. I took a whole bunch of my scenery that I had from it's all mantic scenery. Right. And I was trying to see if I could do inside of a building. Oh, like internal. Yeah. So oh, totally. it, to stick with the Maison labs. Oh, very cool. Yeah, so I I think I have it laid out how I want it. All right. With kind of that hospital-style look with a couple corridors, a couple sure. of rooms here and there, um, a you larger know, room in the center. I, mean, I don't know what you have, like, access to or whatever, but something that you could do would be kind of neat, you know, because I know you use the cubes. Yeah. So you could have, like, a cube frame, and then the inside could be, like, a science, you know, like the, the vial. Not the vial, but, like, a... You like you have like the alien and aliens oh, in the, in the so, yeah the the fluid suspension tank right <laughs> yes uh, so uh, in Star Saga which yeah. is their board game right uh, sci fi crawler mm-hmm. um, they actually have those oh they have they're about four inches okay good size um, and I have a couple of those set in the center of one of the rooms. Mm-hmm. And it's got the computer monitors in there because I grabbed a couple of that yeah, scenery. Yeah, very cool. Yep. Yeah, so it, it's it's starting to look like. Well, that would be feel very internal. Yeah. Right? You know, yeah, that's the idea. Yeah. Super. So cool. yeah, I guess I had that going on too. All right. <laughs> you need like a uh, a forklift or something like that too, or you know, some some kind of little transporty type vehicle. Something that yeah right, that would. You know, be moving things around inside the facility, kind of. Oh, that wouldn't be bad. Kind of have to think about I that. Don't know. That's an idea. <laughs> it's something to add to it. I'm I, sure there's a 3D printable one or something oh, similar to that out there somewhere for sure. <laughs> guaranteed, there's yeah. one. Um, I mean, for that, I uh, what's the the Kickstarter I just finished up with is uh, the Alien Hunter one from Pat Pack Skills. Okay, I I didn't catch that. It's one. all aliens and predators. Oh, okay. and it's got you the loader what? in there. <laughs> all right, I, I, I lied. I did see that one. I, I had a friend who was all about it. Yeah, like, oh, I got out. it. And he sent it to me. I'm like, it's cool, but what the? F- <laughs> what would I do with this? I'm I'm not gonna paint up a bunch of colonial marines and aliens. I, no, just to paint them. I mean, well, exactly. No, I, I would have nothing to do with it. Like I said, it's neat. It is neat. And I could see where it would be entertaining, but I just, it would not be worth So all I did was the add-ons? Oh, only the add-ons. Okay. Yeah, so I have, like, the APC. Oh, that's kind of yeah. cool. All right. Yeah, so I have the vehicles, and I have some of the scenery. Okay. That's really what I jumped in on, because right. um, looking at his scenery and comparing it to Dead Zone, I believe it's the same scale. Oh. So no. I might be able to use some of his walls and stuff. Cool idea. Which... I hope it works because right. I'm sticking with Maison Labs. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, speaking of Kickstarters that we backed, I yep. just backed the, the new uh, printable scenery, uh, Halflings and Warlocks <coughs> or whatever that is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That looks really cool. You know, if, if you guys listening out there are fans of 3D printable terrain and you print on a you know PLA printer, I highly recommend checking out printable scenery. They have a Kickstarter going on right now. I think it was 106 bucks. Oh, that's not uh, bad. To fully get in, and you're going to end up with about between 30 and 40 kits. 
Oh, that's perfect. So when you're you know rolling three dollars a kit, and if you were to buy it after market, after their Kickstarter, you're looking at fifteen to twenty dollars per kit. Yep. The math is a no brainer. No, it's it's pretty much always that when you're looking at, especially with the SDLs. Oh yeah, if you, if you are into three D printing and you're not kickstarting, you're not doing it right because. <laughs> Uh, it, the value is just insane. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anytime you're back in these things, you're just getting so many STLs for your dollar. It's just the way to do it. That works. Absolutely. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up. I for think that does seven. wrap it up. I'm good. Are you good? Yeah, I'm good. All right. Well, have a good Thanksgiving. <laughs> you too. Enjoy all that family. Oh, yeah. Hopefully you get some hobby done. Oh, I will. I'm planning on getting a lot of hobby <laughs> done myself. And to all you listeners out there, Hope you're digesting things well, and we'll see you in a couple weeks. Have a good night.